Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Each month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as to guided meditation programs. Audible helps people get more stories and information through the gift of found time, allowing you to listen while running errands, cooking, exercising, gardening, or relaxing at home. This year, my self-care practice centers heavily on creating space to learn more. So I'm currently listening to A Promised Land, narrated by the former president himself, Barack Obama. A Promised Land is an intimate and introspective autobiography that shares candid insight on the balancing act of running for office as a Black American, the forces that oppose him at home and abroad, how living in the White House affected his wife and daughters, plus so much more. If autobiographies aren't your thing, no worries. Audible has literally thousands of titles to help you achieve your goals, whether it's living more mindfully, finishing more books, or becoming a better parent, leader, or person, Audible's got you covered. Visit audibletrial.com slash bewellsis for more. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bewellsis. Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well Sis podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar. I am so happy to be here, y'all. How are you doing? As I record this, today is the actual inauguration. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, I woke up this morning and I was a little anxious. I'm just like, oh gosh, like what is going to happen? But as I record this, it is 6 p.m. Everything went off without a hitch. Um... They were sworn in. Michelle Obama, she served looks, okay? I mean, she only had one outfit on, but like I have to put a plural on it because it was just impeccable. Hair laid, waist wear. I mean, the the maroon or purple like ensemble monochromatic look was just goals. Like she just inspired me. I had to look up how old she was today. I'm just like, how old is this woman? <sighs> ma'am is 57 looking like I need I'm inspired I'll just say that I'm inspired to do better because um you know to console myself during this quarantine and this pandemic situation I've just been eating I was working out in the summertime but as the weather changed I was just like you know I'm not going anywhere so you know what? I'm inspired. Let me do a little something so that way when I'm that age, I could, you know, I could look good too. Um, so anyway, that's where I'm at. I feel real silly today just because I'm just, I feel a little bit lighter and just a little bit slightly, slightly hopeful because, um, yeah, he's out of there. So I'm grateful for that. Anyway, I hope you are doing well wherever you are. I hope that Today has also been a good day for you, too, in that you're just in good spirits. And I'm just so grateful. Side note, so I was looking at um, where you guys are, and I am just, um, I'm humbled, and I'm just so excited to see that our tribe is growing, and we are in so many different places. We are actually on the continent. Um, We have 
sisters down in South Africa. I saw Rwanda, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, Ghana, um, Tanzania. And I'm like, wow, like we out here. So thank you guys for listening, wherever you're listening from. You are all appreciated. And yes, I, I want to hear from you guys. I want to make connections so that way when the world opens back up, and I pray it soon, that you know, I can meet you guys in person. So this week's On My Radar, I just have one thing that I have known about for a while, but I just, for some reason, I just stopped using it as much as I used to use it, but now I'm coming back home to it. It is an app called Think Dirty. So the founder of the organization has a strong family history of cancer, and in her research on the many causes behind breast cancer, she found that the many ingredients in our cosmetic and personal care products actually are known to play a role in the development of breast cancer, and they're called hormone disruptors. And because there are so many hormone disruptor chemicals and products that we use, she was like, oh no, it was absolutely shocking. So she formed a database that has the ingredients of many products. At this point, the database is super vast, and it has uh, many shampoos, conditioners, hairsprays, lotions, um, home cleaning supplies, things you use on your children, just so many things. It has their ingredients, and they are ranked. Ranked, um, they're either dirty, which means that they have tons of potential carcinogens in them, or they are clean, meaning that they have zero or low amounts of potential carcinogens in them. It's super helpful in allowing you to make informed decisions regarding whether or not the products that you use or are planning to use are um, healthy. The app is free to use. And like I said, the database is extremely expansive. So give that a check. Uh, I will link that down in the show notes for you to take a look. So today's episode centers largely around something that I've heard for the past few years with like increasing frequency, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Impostors suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. So today's episode features Christine Carino, who is a passionate coach committed to empowering people to live lives that are aligned with who they truly are so that they can lead consciously and impactfully. She's a founder of an organization called Conscious Thrive, and their belief is that when we are thriving, we make better choices. And when we make better choices, it ripples into our families, communities, and society at large. I had such a good time talking to her. Her her perspective and her insight really gave me a lot to think about, and I know it'll do the same for you. So thank you so much for joining. I'm so, so glad you're here. Be well, sis. All right. So today I have Christine Carino with us. She is a transformation coach, and I spoke to you like, was it like two, three weeks ago now, um, initially? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, you just have to be on the podcast. Just listening to your story and listening to the way you think and your insight, I just felt like I know you'd have so much to share and so much useful knowledge um, and insight for the community. If you will, if you just give us like an introduction about yourself and, and the work that you do. 
Yeah, so I am a queer non-binary um, immigrant from the Philippines and I moved to the U.S. Um, 10 years ago. And it has been a journey <laughs> and I love everything about it. I'm so grateful for what it has brought to me in, in my life and just ha what has now become and seeing it in full blown. So. Um, uh, the work that I do as a transformation coach, and specifically because I serve um, the BIPOC folks and LGBTQ+, is really about um, shifting how we show up in the world. Yeah, so the work that I do is really for, um, for, for, for my clients to reclaim their identity mm -hmm. and now create impact on their own terms. Um, and that's how I, you know, created the, the idea of conscious thrive, because you see people that are thriving, that are successful in their careers, there are doctors, lawyers, mm -hmm. but are unhappy and unfulfilled yeah. because they really didn't define the successful. Just touching on the imposter syndrome, I think I hear that so often about how people have had amazing experiences, they have amazing, let's say, education, or they've climbed the corporate ladder, and they are, quote, successful by the world standards, but they just don't feel like they truly are, and they don't feel like they're able to show up in certain rooms and everything. And I a thousand percent agree, is because we haven't defined success for ourselves, and I think it's scary. It is. It you is, know? absolutely. It's scared to be an oddball because mm -hmm. our, you know, innate is it's innate in us to belong, mm -hmm. to feel included in places and mm -hmm. spaces that we occupy. So that that idea is daunting for a lot of people. Um, but for me, I, I'm just. The self-rejection for me was just way too much in the experience or in my journey that I said, enough, yeah. you know, then I, I just chose to, and still choose to, um, to love myself mm -hmm. and not just the surface love, but deep love, you know, the deep, the deep, I got your back for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and and really, I, just, it, it took the time within my transformation journey to do just that, to know um, how I receive love, the boundaries that are created around love. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I give to myself first before I give to the world. I'm not able to really do... Um, do so much for my clients if I'm not doing it for myself too. So yeah. I do the work every day. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing, it's, it's a daily process. And yes. the one thing also that came from this year is for me is just being alone and isolated. Like, of course I have my kids and my husband around me, but I don't have the things that I would normally use to distract myself. Like I don't go to the mall, even though that things are kind of open up now, I still don't go to the mall that like that. Um, we don't go to restaurants and like all things that we would use as distractions from ourselves. I don't have that. So mm -hmm. I've had myself and I had to really look in the mirror and like right. really get to know myself. That's just uncomfortable. 
It's so uncomfortable. And just thinking about the decisions that I have made, I didn't make them for me. I made them because I was told that's what I should do. So what are your thoughts behind um, just going back to imposter syndrome, just because I just keep hearing it so much. What would you say, how do we, I think part of it is that we're afraid to show up as we are in corporate America, you know, um, Mm as black and brown people are constantly code switching yeah that gets exhausting right and I think we're scared to just be because we've been told what is quote professional and that we inherently are not professional right Right. so what what would you suggest as like a way to just like our first step to like moving past that barrier that they've created and that we've accepted you know Mm -hmm. well having that awareness is actually key um, being able to say, that's not mine, that's theirs, right? To take in the moment, is this mine? And like acknowledging if, if that's really yours or is it theirs? And mm-hmm. having that courage to pretty much say and acknowledge, this is who I get to be. Mm-hmm. And this, this is who I'm acknowledging because I know that the cost and also getting connected to the cause because we focus on what it's going what's going to happen if we show up as someone else mm-hmm. but we don't really look into deep in the cost and what what's it's costing us personally or in our hearts so that's self-rejection that shame mm-hmm. self-rejection that's that, that just triggers so many traumas in us that really hold so much energy in our brain which doesn't allow us to learn more or to to achieve a lot or do so much right um that's that hinders our productivity that hinders our, our, our growth and expansion so if you look at it the cost actually is so much more to self-reject mm. than um than code switch yeah, <laughs> let's just no. say what it is and like yeah. code switch yeah. Much. yeah um so and, and and i think sometimes we, we might even make at least for me um i create these scenarios that are so far from the truth like if i am a show up as myself what's gonna happen probably right. i won't i won't get fired behind that <laughs> you know what i mean but like or whatever i think the worst outcome is probably right. isn't true probably won't happen anyway yes and even if you do get fired now you are empowered to say well they don't deserve me yeah if yeah. they can if people can accept all that you are mm-hmm. they don't deserve you mm-hmm. yes yeah, not know? the place for you mm-hmm. it's not the place for you now you get to actually have the opportunity to find something else and, and and that's really the thing around fear within. Like I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to whatever. Well, you've given the responsibility of taking care of yourself to your job, not yours. And if you remove the need of that job, to, you will find okay. Well, it's not their responsibility to take care of me. It's my responsibility to take care of you. How else can I take care of me mm-hmm. financially? Mm-hmm. 
and then you get creative, right? It's like, yeah, yeah I can actually do other things while I'm in this. Um, and mitigating that, you know, like regulating that, that, that danger in our brains. Because when we're in danger, when we feel in danger, we're just like overwhelmed and we procrastinate. We just don't do things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So just yeah. regulating the danger around it. Yeah. And I think you using that word just like, uh, just trigger something in my mind. Like it, when we're in danger, we're focused on that danger only. We don't see anything else but that thing. So mm-hmm. to your point, there's so much more that we, like we're functioning at half capacity, if that, right. when we're not yes. showing up as ourselves. Yeah. yeah, imagine, imagine how much more we can do, the innovation that we can, mm-hmm. we can have if mm-hmm. we're not thinking and holding space to things that really don't have significance mm-hmm. in reality, right? Mm-hmm. In reality. Mm-hmm. So I would like to touch on your, um, your own transformation journey, um, if you would like to share. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was a director for a big search firm in Manhattan and, you know, I, success, mm-hmm. the success was there. I it was earning good money. I, I was in a relationship. Um, she used quotes, guys. She used air quotes. Guys, I was, and, and all these things for me was great on the surface mm-hmm. um you know i was able to um support my family you mm-hmm. know and the that it's a, a great immigrant story mm-hmm. yay but i found myself unhappy and unfulfilled yeah and i was left with a question is this all my life is going to be mm-hmm. and i didn't want that for myself Mm-hmm. I didn't want that for myself. I, I I wanted more from life. And I wanted to do more. So I pretty much got coaches, you know, went to these like coaching programs and did the work for me. And what that gave me, the gift that it gave me is the clarity. Um, the clarity of the life that I want to live and the impact that I want to leave this world with. Mm-hmm. So Funny enough, um, that transformation journey at first actually looked like I'm going to be an international lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, this is what I'm going to do around the world, right? Just like, and, and this is, these are the communities I'm going to impact as an international lawyer. I had this vision and I like really felt, I, I know what it looks like. I know how it feels like when I get there and I got clear. I got mm-hmm. super clear. So died. Mm. It, was, it was a time Kobe died. And that was so meaningful to me because it, it gave me that urgency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I asked myself, if you only had 10 years to live, because um, Kobe was 41 mm-hmm. when, when he died. I was... Uh, like we were 10 years apart yeah and I told myself if I only had 10 years to live in this world but I want to be in school for five years 
before I make the impact that I want to make or do it now. And I said, I want to do it today. Yeah. Hmm. So I created my business around the clarity of the vision that I had as an international lawyer. I got clear the community that I want to serve. I got clear on how the program looked like and what I'm about, what this business is about and what it's going to do in communities and, and again, in people's lives. And I woke up one day feeling the same feeling that I have envisioned it to be. And that was the most powerful thing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm actually, I've arrived. Yeah. That I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have to go through law school. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I, I feel it now. I can, I can see it and doing it today with, um, with the work that I'm doing. So that was the transformation. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's powerful. Just the, the question, asking yourself if you had 10 years left, like what do you want to do in that time is a question I think we all should ask ourselves. And when you first shared this with me, it like I had a feeling in my chest and I have it again. Like I just, it, it's... It's heavy, but it's important, you know, because I think is that we all have like nobody's going to live forever. You know, Mm -hmm. we all have like a expiration date, as they say. What are we going to do with our time? You know, how are we going to serve? And I I think it's important for us to shape it around serving Mm because what is the point of getting all of this stuff and you done nothing to like help the person next to you? You know, Um, exactly. It's a contribution. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about legacy, that's really what legacy is. It's not the money. Mm-hmm. It's the experience that you leave people with. Because mm-hmm. that's really how they were to remember you, not the amount of your bank account. Right. Right. <laughs> it's it's right. not. Right. Um, they won't say in your eulogy, it's like, oh, she had $100 million in her bank account, you know? Right. <laughs> no. Like, it's like, who cares? Because now it's, it's here and I'm gone. Like, who cares? Right. right. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm happy you said that because I feel like legacy people in our generation are talking about like, you know, my legacy, my legacy, but they really are just equating it with money, not Mm -hmm. with the impact, the lasting impact that they'll have on people who are their survivors. Yeah, exactly. And even with money, that's, you know, um, that's not on your own terms, Mm -hmm. because if you look deep within every single person, money is not the goal. Yeah, it's whatever. Sometimes it's the things that come with the money, the side effect of the money, you know? Right, right. Which is good. I mean, if you are gifted with all these things Mm -hmm. in your life, it's your responsibility and the goodness of your heart, right? It's Mm -hmm. your responsibility to actually get the money so you can contribute more. Mm -hmm. If you're a transformation coach, what type of people do you work with? Um, So if you identify identify as uh, BIPOC, and women or femme um, and or LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Um, those are definitely the people that I want to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, I've worked with white male before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just right now. I was like, and, and I'm happy to, you know, take the time to see and whatever that is. But 
really my focus is within also tailor workshops for corporate and organizations. What would be, when people come to you, what are they really trying to get out of it? What are you trying to change? My program really looks at three things, three areas of your life. Your relationship with yourself, your relationship with others, and your relationship with the universe, which it's my intention for us to live full well and that doesn't necessarily only mean how you can achieve success in one area of your life, which is in the business and your career. Mm-hmm. That's all areas. You can like love yourself while getting and having deep connections with, with your people, like elevating those relationships mm-hmm. and get the money, get that mm-hmm. money right. at the same time. Right. You know? <laughs> so yeah, and the, my clients have done that. Um, you know, one client of mine created, co-founded a business and created her own business while recreating her relationship with her husband. Mm-hmm. Someone else just restored her relationship with her daughter's father, not as partners, but as friends. And now don't, don't, she now doesn't have that feeling of, oof. I don't want to be in your space. Yeah. But because it's important for the daughter to have that presence, she knew that it was an important relationship to mm-hmm. establish. You know, I think we're taught from a very young age, like since children, like nobody tells us directly, but like through actions and just through different cues, we pick up that you can't have it all, you know, mm-hmm. especially as women. I feel like that's the subliminal message, excuse me, that we get since we're very young. Um, Either you can be like an amazing mother and wife, or you can be like a a powerful business person or leader in your community. Rarely do we see those things like marry, you know, and and merge. So I I love, love, love your platform. (laughs) So I have a question. So I always um, pretty much wrap up with this, the Be Well Sis Reads um, segment. So if I can get a book recommendation about anything at all, it could be about your line of work, it could be about fiction, whatever, um, what would you recommend? Well, Becoming by Michelle Mm -hmm. Obama definitely gave me so much. Um, It also allowed me to love my younger self. in the process, it's so weird. That was what I got from it. And it was so it's such an inspiring story, but that's really what I got from it. Mm-hmm. The the code of the extraordinary mind by Vision Lakhani. Um, so the work that I do, actually, I was surprised at how much the book had captured. Thank you so much. I can talk to you forever and ever and ever. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. This um, has been great. Um, are you on Instagram and everything? I will link all of where all we can find you um, all over all over the internet. I will link that in the show notes, also on the blog. Um, yeah, so you have a new um, group coaching um, mm-hmm. opportunity coming up. So all that information, please go ahead and find her. She's at Conscious Thrive. Um, so I guess on IG, Twitter, and then I'll link your um, yeah. website as well. And also on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Okay. If anyone wants to network, it's Christine Kettingu. And yeah. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything you've heard on the show, please visit www.thebewellsis.com. I'm looking forward to chatting again soon, but in the meantime, be well, sis.